Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you in heaven, their angels continually see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of your father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let the church say amen again. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Pastors wrought sermons capitalizing on Valentine's Day. I'm one of them. We have created sermons and sermon series regarding relationships. But God doesn't just want us in good relationships with our sweetheart, uh, romantic relationships with our valentine. In the Bible, he models various other interpersonal relationships. And he wants us to learn to do them all his way. His way. Matthew chapter 18, verses 10 through 14, we get a glimpse into relationships done Jesus' way. Relationships with the little lost ones. When I read verses 10 through 14, it prompts this question. Here's the question. Do you treat the lost little ones his way? Do you treat the lost little ones his way? Father, thank you for how you treat me, for how you treat us. I wonder what would happen if I got what I deserved. Thank you for allowing me to go to Chicago this week and see where you've brought me from as I travel certain streets that made me reminisce and some, sometimes made me sad. But you never left me. So it, 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 it makes a lot of sense now that I would glorify you using your word to do it. I simply want to decrease. I beg you to increase. Holy Spirit, please do what I cannot do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
do you treat the lost little ones his way? His way. Well, then the question needs to be asked, what's his way? What's his way? First thing I see in the text is, number one, God will rescue when it comes to relationships. He, he has no problem rescuing you. And I can tell y'all are sleepy. I can tell that you're cold. I can tell that you forgot how he rescued you. And I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to beg you. Just take 10 seconds to, to recall how he snatched your behind. I don't like to say behind. I just want y'all to wake up. You haven't always been in church. But God does relationships in a way that when you're straying, when you're to the left, to the left, he'll go get you. Even, even, even sometimes, Nick, when you don't want him to, he'll, he, he will rescue you. It's verse 12. We're going to skip verse 10, but we're coming back. It says, what do you think? Uh, by the way, this is a parable. It says, what do you think if a shepherd, by the way, let me say this too. If Jesus or God in the Bible, if they're asking questions, know that they don't need your answer. Don't think you finna hook Jesus up. <laughs> what do you think if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them, just one, goes astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one? that went astray. In this parable, it's presumed that the shepherd leaves his 99 on the mountains and goes after the one, one lost little one. First time I went to Africa, I've told this story before. I can't make this stuff up. We were in the middle of the bush the second week there. I actually saw this. Our van was stopped, and I'm looking, why are we stopped? Because there were tons of sheep in front of us, two shepherds with them. There's one uh, sheep, I can't make it up, in this, in this bush stuck, and they stopped to go get him. I said him because it had to be a him. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. You can't make this stuff up. So God ain't just talking noise. He knows what he's talking about. His mindset is, ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from getting to you, babe. That was almost the sermon title today, because that's what he does. Sometimes my issue is that I, I get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, and even stuck in my routine. And I'm just talking about this PK. I'm talking about this PK now. Uh, without apology, I love to study. And I love studying the Word, not just for a sermon. Ain't nothing like it. I'm telling you what I know. There's no other book like it. So sometimes I just like, sometimes I will stand in my window. I don't even have to sit, and I'll just stand and let it wash me. Amen. And we agree that that's good. Yeah. 
But if I'm not careful, that's all I'll do. I'll just get stuck in the Word. Because God wants me in the Word, but he wants me with people. And sometimes, Lucille, I get stuck so much so that, just being honest, I, I, I forget to spend enough ample time with you or my kids. I'm so ingrained in the process that if I'm not careful, PK can forget people, lost people. I knew that that wouldn't go over well. I'm just telling the truth on myself. And I know some answers. I know what's in here, Sylvia, but I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what the hell you're going through. What I love, man, did y'all read it, this parable? The shepherd, write this down, puts recovery and restoration over routine. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, I, I, I'm glad you heard me. <laughs> I, 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 the shepherd puts recovery and restoration over routine. The shepherd's routine is to graze the flock. Uh, the shepherd's routine is to feed the flock. His routine is to water them. But one, lost sheep is more important than procedure. One soul is more important than schedule. I'm scared walking. I got on cowboy boots. Never had them on before. <laughs> Pray for me that I don't hold down, go down. Thank you. They cheap. These are cheap because I don't know if I'm going to like them. I eat and bait them. I like yours. The shepherd will leave the mountain, the mountain. By the way, this hit me this morning. If it's 99 up there, that's money. Ooh, that's really good. That's money. You leaving your money. And he will search. He will look. I don't know about you, but I don't really like, I ain't got a lot of money. And my wife got alarms and alerts when I spend $5 her phone. Oh, I hear a phone vibrating all the time. <laughs> Can't drive my Mini Cooper without, when I get to a certain speed, it shakes us an alarm. She got set a speed alarm. <laughs> I've been a lot of times when I preach. The shepherd comes down off of the mountain looking for one, <laughs> searching. For one, <laughs> for one, for one, exerting energy, for one. I got money up there. That's an investment up there. They're important too, but I don't do math so well. I, 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 matter of fact, if I'm for you as one, who can be against you? That's bad math, but it's good math. And he will search for you. Others 
long ago gave up. But here he is searching. Here he is exerting energy. Mom and daddy, they, they've been gave up on you. And you got good parents and you earned it. But here he is searching for you. Here, here he is. By the way, you left him. He didn't leave you. And, 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 and here he is. You would think he would have some pride and, and some haughtiness. But he's watching, searching after you. And if he got to, he'll pick you up. Because he's about rescue. He, 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 he's about recovery. He, he's about getting you back to the mountaintop. I sat at a gate at Midway Airport Friday morning coming home. I told my wife, I got happy at the gate because I'm trying to type my sermon because Sunday is coming. It's Monday morning. And I wrote down this question, and it made me happy. Where would you be if the shepherd hadn't come and rescued you? <laughs> where, where, where would you be? I told Shelly this morning, the problem with me going to Chicago is I got a pass there. I told my wife yesterday, a lady saw me at the funeral that I went to, and she said something to me because she knew me 30-some years ago. Where would I be if God hadn't come and rescued me. Let me tell you where I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be up here preaching. I, I, I wouldn't be walking with him. I didn't come to him. He commended his love toward me when I was a sinner, when I was jacked up, when I was going astray, when I was wandering, when I was roaming. Hey, hey, don't you remember that time back in 1999 when you were doing your own thing? 1980, for some of you, five, six, seven months ago, you were doing your own thing. Where would you be if he had not reached down? Some of y'all, you had given up on yourself. And when you thought it was over, he snatched you? He rescued you because that's how he does relationships. You've never rescued him. Do you treat the lost little ones this way? Will you rescue or will you judge? Do you treat the lost little ones his way? Number two, he has no problem rejoicing. I said this at the 10-year anniversary. One of the things I want to do over the next year and 10 years, I want to rejoice more. I want to celebrate more. I, I want to stop just looking at the things that are going wrong, and I want, to, I want to just celebrate more. I want to get crunk more. He does it. It's verse 13. And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. Hold on now, I got a problem, uh, Holy Spirit. I know you've breathed his word, but, I, but can I talk to you? Because you said, if, it's right in verse 13, if, <laughs> but, 
Holy Spirit, we're talking about God here. I, I know it's a parable, but if. So you mean, Mr. Shepherd, can, can I talk to you? You mean to tell me you would leave the 99 and search for the one without it being a sure thing? Because in American Christianity, we make it so linear. A plus B always equals C. Uh -uh. Rob and Lori, where your daughter at in Africa, it ain't linear there. Uh, so if, so you mean to tell me you will chance it on the one? What is the parable trying to show us? God does not force the sheep. God, God doesn't make sheep robots. He, he, he doesn't make us robots that we just can do. He can just program us and we will just do what we're supposed to do. That ain't no relationship. That's manipulation. And some of us have programmed our kids. They're scared of us. Some of us have programmed our staff and our team. God doesn't do that. He gives you free will so you can do what you want. You can have whatever you like. Sorry. What a God that gives us free will. I don't know about you. I've jacked that up sometimes. He give me a choice, options, and then I take option that ain't even on the shelf. I texted my son. My son's out of town. I think he's spreading the gospel somewhere. <laughs> Y'all are funny. I got faith. You laughing. I believe wherever he at, he preaching. My son's out of town, so I texted him last night. I try not to use them in the sermon without telling him. Even if they tell me not to, I probably, no, I won't. I wouldn't do it, for real. I texted him last night and asked him if I could use him. My son is 21 years old. He's single. And, you know, ladies, he's single. I'm bit, this is a good place to get your wife. And we bought our house. Part of why we bought it years ago now is because there's a park across the street. My daughter and my son were young. We wanted them to have a safe place uh, to just be suburban. I'm serious. We don't want them to get shot. We don't want them on there. No corners in my neighborhood. We ain't even got a corner. No corner there. Called the Zacks. I don't want no 90-degree angles. I want round angles. <laughs> Y'all look crazy. <laughs> and we bought this house because there's a park across the street, and I would take my son and daughter to the park, and we would play. And Blake has always been this way. He was a kid, elementary school. 
He didn't want me there. He wanted to be at the park by himself. Part of me liked that. He wanted to be at the park by himself. And, uh, but man, I can't win with her. A part of me liked it, but, but real talk, you want it, you know, you want, we should be there with them. And at a certain point, I said to Blake, okay, you can go by yourself. And, uh, but I want you to stay in this area. I should be able to look out of my window and see amongst all them blue-eyed, blonde-haired kids, a little coarse-haired, dark-skinned boy. You should be easy to spot. <laughs> so dusk approaches, and it's, it's rapidly getting darker. I go across the street to get my son. And when I walk across the street, there's an area that he should have been at. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. I didn't panic because he's my son. He's a PK. He's a good kid. Got to be around here sharing the gospel. <laughs> and I'm looking for him, and it's dusk, and I see little Julie, and I see little Biff. <laughs> but I don't see Blake. I don't see Blake. I don't see Blake. But I'm not panicked. There are tennis courts there. Perhaps he's taking up tennis at six. I look. I, I don't go to the courts, but I look. I, I don't see. I don't see him there. And then I start getting a little worried. Not about him. About me. <laughs> Because she told me. So I can't go home. And all jokes aside, I start scurrying now. And I'm, I'm honestly worried about Blake. It's a feeling that's indescribable. I don't know where my son is. And I'm scurrying and I'm looking. And now I start yelling, Blake, 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 Blake. And there's a security officer, a lady that sits in her security car, and she got out of the car. She said, who are you looking for? I said, it's my son. It's my son. I cannot find my son. And she went into professional mode right away, and she says, you take this way, I'll take that way. And she's yelling, Blake, Blake, Blake. And I run down to the tennis courts, no Blake. I go to the golf club, a clubhouse, or whatever you call, no Blake. And she and I, now it's dark. And she and I meet up. She hasn't found him, and I hadn't found him, and I was sick to my stomach. Dude looks just like me. And now he's gone? Before you know it, in the dark, old Blake <laughs> comes over the hill. No joke, out of a cul-de-sac. There's a cul-de-sac there where his friend Robert and, and Brendan live. He had been at one of their homes. And the look on his face, Blake is slick. He knew I would be mad, and he was acting like nothing. What? what? Like nothing? Like, 
and I grabbed him by the hand, I squeezed it a little bit. <laughs> Security officer's there, and we walk across the street, and how, how many of y'all know me? Yeah, yeah, you feel me right now. How, how many of you know that when Blake and I were reunited, <laughs> And we got out of that security <laughs> guard site. I did anything but rejoice. Y'all need to be praising God now, because this all, I'm very serious. I, I did I fussed. I questioned, I, I yelled, I, I blamed, I chastised, I scolded, and I should have been rejoicing. Not just that I had him back, but the enemy doesn't have him. Uh, uh, but, but some debaucherous uh, predator doesn't have him. He's safe, he's sound, he's secure. That's why I should have been rejoicing. But when I look at this shepherd, he's not repudiating. He's rejoicing. He's not guilt tripping anybody. He's rejoicing. He's not fussing. He's not yelling. He's not punishing. He's not castigating. He's rejoicing over somebody that left him. He ain't judging. He's not bringing up what you just did, and we know what we just did, but it's like, it's like he's swimming in a sea of forgetfulness. And he's doing it over just one. <laughs> one that left him, the shepherd didn't leave, one little lost one. In other words, this ain't no rich businessman that tithes. Let me ask you a question. What delights you? What delights you? What, what, what brings about a visceral reaction of joy from you? Let me give you a homework assignment. Homework assignment is think of a time you saw a wayward Christian come back. It's a long one. You might just want to take a picture of the screen. Think of a time you saw a wayward Christian come back, then juxtapose it with the last time you saw your favorite artist or your, or your favorite team win a championship or you ate your favorite food, spicy chicken combo at Chick-fil-A, strawberry shake, chocolate chip cookie warm, or you watch your favorite movie, or you went to your favorite place with your boo. And I want you to juxtapose those things and answer the question, do I get more excited about the shallow than I do about souls? What, what does your praise say about your priorities? Not a big amen sermon. We'll be out of this chapter in a couple of weeks, and we're going to do the rest of the year prosperity. <laughs> Trying to grow the church. 
can I, can I do what Jesus did real quick? Jesus framed verses 12 and 13 with verses 10 and 14. He framed them. Jesus was amazing as a communicator. He, he knows what he's doing. He frames the parable with perspective. <laughs> That's so good to me. Let me say that again. Y'all want me to yell and scream so you can clap? Let me say it soft. He framed a parable with perspective. So now when his audience hears it, they don't just hear it, they feel it. But that's good advice for you when you're trying to raise a kid. Uh, uh, paint a picture for them, and they won't even know it. Amen. You don't have to fuss that way. Jesus has them where he wanted them by starting out with verse 10. Look at what verse 10 says. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you, in heaven, there are angels. I love the next word, continually. <laughs> continually, all the time, all the time. See the face of my Father in heaven. So the question is, who are these little ones? Well, depends on what scholar you ask. Some, some say it's got to be children. If you look at it in context, that does make sense. Other scholars say he's talking about lowly disciples. If you look at it in context, context that too makes sense. I don't know. Maybe both. But it causes me to ask the question, do you look down on the lowly, on the lost? Because Jesus is framing this thing so that his audience can look in the mirror at themselves. Do, do, you, do you look down on the lowly and the lost? Because I need to, a part of my job is to warn. I need to warn you, they have angels. Right. We ain't talking about Charlie's angels. Uh, 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 th th these angels have access to the king of kings. Uh, these angels are in front of God almighty. Anthropomorphically speaking, they see the face of the heavenly father. So guess what that means? They can represent the very person you have contempt for to God. They can tell on you. They can include, when they have an audience with God, how you treat the little one, how you treat the homeless person, how you treat kids. In, 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 in other words, write it down, God is aware that you don't care. You can come here all you want and lift your hands, all you want. And we're glad you lift hands. God is aware when you don't care. Uh, 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 you can pay your tithes. And we're glad that you pay your tithes. That's kind of how I eat. But, but, but I'd, I'd rather you please God. Amen. Amen. He, he, he's aware when, when you don't care. I got to ask you, do you care about the little one? Do you care about the lowly one? Let me frame it again with verse 14, and I'll be out of your way. It says, so it is not the will. If you want to write a thing, here's the thing. 
It's not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. You go back to verse 10, it's not his will that you should be judging him. It's not the will that one of these should be lost. So let me ask you one more question. Does your will look like his will? Your will for the lost, does it look like his will? I know I, I love church people, I'm one, but man, when a Christian goes astray, we'll talk about them. Does your will for the little ones look like his? What about for children? What about for the lowly? 31 minutes. And I'm about to bring this thing home, which means nothing. Does your will look like his? Or are you like me Wednesday when I was flying out of Atlanta going to Chicago? See, when I fly, I fly southwest typically because I get parents. And I have TSA pre-check. Won't he do it? Uh, so I'm walking through the airport. I got to go through security. Uh, and I see the TSA pre-check line. I've done this a million times. And uh, I always look at my boarding pass to make sure that TSA pre-check is on it. I, I, I know it's supposed to be, but you never know. And I'm walking, it's there. And uh, I'm expecting to see what I always see. I got my, my Louis Vuitton luggage. <laughs> I don't have it, but I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm walking with my luggage, and I walk past the regulars. Some of you be in that line. <laughs> Have to bring your lunch. <laughs> and I walked past the regulars, but Rob, this time, I saw something that I don't normally see. Their line was really short. I still got to walk to TSA pre-check. And there's a part of me that said, just get in that line. It's, no, it's nobody in it. But then there was another part that said, no, nah, I'm TSA pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm first class Southwest. <laughs> and then I get to the TSA pre-check line, David, and the line was long. And uh, I immediately took out my phone. I said, this is going in this sermon. Started typing put this in the sermon, and then a young man came, had on a cool cap. He came and he said, uh, said it out loud, is this T TSA pre-check? <laughs> and everybody collectively said, yeah. One guy said, uh, it used to be where the TSA pre-check line was short, but now everybody has purchased TSA pre-check, and now the TSA pre-check line is long. And I told him, I said, well, I'm putting this in my sermon. I said, I'm telling people, I said, I'm a pastor, and I'm going to talk about this Sunday. <laughs> and the reality is, 
I felt like I had earned some benefits. Y'all missing me. I deserve better than this. <laughs> I, I've earned it. I've, here it is. I've paid for it. I've paid for better benefits. Uh, where, where is your supervisor? And, and here's the bad part. The people that I had passed, it was only a handful. I felt like they didn't deserve a short line because they ain't paid no dues. All right, all right now. All right. I ain't had no grace. Here's the thing that hit me when I got back home. I could have gone and gotten in their line. But I, you know what I mean? I felt like I'm too good. And I wished I was joking. And it's not like I, I felt that. It wasn't a conspicuous thing. It's just subconscious. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going and getting in that line. I want people to know I'm preaching. Uh, the church, y'all sent me and Lucille to Boston for pastors. I Appreciation Month, y'all remember? And remember when they had me on stage, they say, you flying first class. Oh, man, can't tell me nothing. Give me all your juices. I want every juice you got. Make up a juice. I could have gotten in that line, Tony. I just felt like they're there. I'm here. By the way, the guy with the cap, young guy, was an associate pastor. He started asking me, so where do you pastor? Uh, what's my point? He could have gotten in their line, too. <laughs> and I want to be serious now. I want to be serious. It says something about our mindset. That's precisely the perspective Jesus doesn't want. Preacher, PK, he, he, he doesn't want, it's not the perspective the shepherd had. The shepherd is willing to get low. The, 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 the shepherd is willing to come off the mountaintop. Uh, the shepherd is willing to leave money on the mountain because those sheep represent money. Let me, let me finish with this. Look out for the lost littles and not down on the lost littles. I'll say it again. Look out without looking down. Let me say that again. Look out with, without looking down. In other words, care for them. Be willing to leave your comfort zone uh, for them. Be willing to do relationship uh, with them even if they go astray sometimes, even if they don't do right all the time, even if they don't dot all the I's, cross all the T's. As a school administrator, that's the mindset you have to have because those kids are going to act buck wild and some of them one day going to be preaching. I'm done. Y'all come on up.
Hey, let me make this as plain as possible. The parable is about a shepherd. I I, want to finish by talking about the shepherd, the good shepherd. (laughs) The good shepherd didn't leave some earthly mountain and come down. The good shepherd left heaven. The good shepherd left glory. He left glory. He left glory. And he came and condescended. (laughs) He lowered himself. Because listen to me, I know you, you got folks calling you sir and ma'am at work. I know you make a lot of money. You can't, you can't reach up to him. You can't buy heaven. You can't buy heaven. Uh, you can't educate yourself into heaven. Uh, he had to come where you were at. Oh, and he did. He did. He did. He came. He came. And, and, and when he came, y'all know the story. I talk about it every week. He, he, he was our substitute. Isn't that crazy? He stepped in our place for all the hell we raised. He said, I got you. I'll step in and I'll be the substitute. I'll be the sacrifice for all the hell you have raised. All of it. <laughs> that meant that he had to take being spat upon. That's the one that gets me. Uh, Somebody spit on me? And I'm supposed to stay saved? Think about it. Think about somebody spitting on you. They scoffed at him. They ridiculed him. They laughed. They slapped him. They pulled his beard. Y'all know the story. They abused him. They beat him down. They flogged him. They scourged him. They put him on a cross. Nails in his hand, nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his head. By the way, I couldn't have been him because all he had to do was call angels. Matter of fact, he ain't have to do that. He's God. He he, He don't need angels. Angels lower than he is. But he thought about us. What was he doing? Coming off the mountain, rescuing us. Eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm eternally saved. I'm always saved. You can't snatch me out of his hand. And, 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 and what he will do, y'all can sing, he will do whatever it takes. Stand, we're going to worship before you leave. He will do whatever it takes to get you. And if you've been rescued by him, I dare you to praise him. spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me you have been so so kind to me 
couldn't hurt it I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away your fault still your love fought for me yeah you have been so so good to me when i felt nowhere you paid it all for me you have been so so I don't see that ever changing. Today I want to do it slightly in a different manner. 
you are here today and you're a Christian. You're saved. But you don't have that intimacy with him anymore. It ain't because he left. You, you stray, right? You stray. You, it's probably somebody in here, you're a Christian, but you're not walking in obedience, right? And it's because you strayed. You left the high ground and you went astray. By the way, we want you here. We've all been guilty of it before. So I want to have an altar call for you. Uh, you, you have the free will that he ain't going to force you to repent. He loves you too much to make you a robot. He gave you a heart. He gave you emotions. The problem is you've put emotion over devotion. And so if that's you, would you come on down and let us pray for you? Don't worry about people looking at you. Don't worry about people looking at you. Don't make me beg you. Would you come down and get prayed for? Would you come down and get prayed for? Thing with me, I'm at a place in my life. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Ain't no way it's one person in here. There's no way. Ain't no way. I know this the nine o'clock. But y'all, it's some disobedient people in here. You don't have intimacy with them. Would you come? There you go. So we're going to pray for y'all. And y'all, I like that you're already praying. That's what, because that's what it's about. And then maybe you are in here. You have not given your life to the Lord. You're not born again. You're not a Christian. In the church world, we would say you're not saved. You've not said yes to his offer to adopt you. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from death. I believe you're the Messiah. I believe you're the anointed one. I believe you're the Savior. And today I want you to save me. If that's you, would you come? Would you let me pray for you? If that's you, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Lucille, can you come and just kind of lay hands here too? There you go, Judy, Wendy, there you go. Father, I understand I'm the lead servant here, but already these ladies are talking to you. That's what it's about. They were bold enough to come down. Would you respond to their faith? Would you make it how it used to be for them when they were so in love with their first love? I'm not dumb. There are other people that need to return to their first love in this room. The job is now the first love. Some dude is the first love. Some, some lady is the first love. Maybe children. Would you help us to respond? Would you help us to humble ourselves and let you take us in your arms? Take us back to the mountaintop. 
So that's my prayer for these ladies today, that you would respond to their faith. And uh, I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in hocus-pocus prayers. But would you respond to these ladies in a way where it is obvious that you've responded? Again, would you honor their boldness and their faith? And would you make this the beginning of the new season? The beginning of the new season where they're sold out for you. Please, we thank you that nothing could keep you from coming from on high and condescending low for us. All of us thank you. We all thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, may we, may we respond like we're grateful. We thank you for caring for us when we were the lost little ones. Now help us, Father, to act like we're thankful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Hey, do me a favor next week when you come back, bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you. Have a great week.